13 Mesechtas, 97 Prokim, 794 Blat, approximately 30,000 Blat have been learned. I called the founder of Dafa Shvur today, Shlema Abraham, who put that two-line ad into a paper that I saw, together with Shimi Glovman, they presently have 10,000 people learning Dafa Shvur. And he said that um, a big part of those 10,000 people owe the Yashikayach to Yeshurun as the first shul that joined the Dafa Shvur program. There are many things to say. I'm going to stick basically to thank yous. So Kobe Godel Bez Hashem will hear Divrei Torah from Rabbi Lef Shlita. I wouldn't say this normally, but I think it should be said for this. Uh, I come home at Tzai Shabbos after Havdalah. I, um, I go and sit down in my office uh, until I'm able to prepare the blot, which takes several hours. And um, that's only because uh, of to my wife. And uh, as was mentioned, as was mentioned, thank you to Rav Mordechai for everything he does, incredible. Thank you to the presidents. Thank you to Rav Ami Zimman for putting the tapes up. Anybody who remembers, thanks to Chaim Berger who used to make uh, CDs of every shear. One person who said that this whole program was a life changer for him and one person who's been here since the beginning but can't be here tonight, we wish him all gesund and to Mr. Perry Miller. Okay, um, our lives have been changed. This is Yeshurun. Yeshurun learns halacha, Yeshurun learns Ian. Yeshurun learns in the morning, Yeshurun learns late at night, Yeshurun learns tefillah, Yeshurun has men learning, Yeshurun has women learning. Yeshurun learns Pirkei Ovis, Yeshurun has boys and fathers and sons, special shir on Shabbos morning, a shir during the week at night. We have an incredible amount going on. One of my rebbeim who came to our Lachayim, drove in from Lakewood, said that the biggest and most powerful thing there is in the world, of course, is Torah. A bond between people that is based on Torah is the strongest bond that anybody can have. The bond, the glue in our shul, which allows us to daven and allows us to do chesed and allows us to do all the projects is because we are a shul that is involved in all levels. Everybody's involved. Everybody has the opportunity to be involved with Limanat Torah. I know nothing's a coincidence, but uh, I couldn't help but feeling that this week, the end of the parsha, 
was another project by Adash Yashurin in which there was a sefer produced. The name of the sefer is Shemin Zayezoch. This week's parsha. The show put together a sefer. And I was thinking about that, that uh, the coronation of the king. I don't know how many people noticed this little detail that they poured some oil on the king. And the oil came from Harazesim. The oil came from Harazesim because the oil has always come from Harazesim. They coronated the king with oil that came from Harazesim. And I was thinking that uh, coronating the king is a big event. I was told tonight that it cost $125 million to coronate the king in England. I'd like to read to you about a coronation of the king. Coronation of the king goes like this. Tonight, Dr. David Siegel, one of the people who's been learning with us in Dafa Shuas from the beginning, is going to say the Hajj, is going to say the Kaddish. The Kaddish has Yamlich Kutcha Berichu Bemalchuse. Yamlich Kutcha Berichu. Blessed is his reign and his sovereignty. Who is coronating the king? We are coronating the king. There's a coronation going on. 30,000 block, 14 years. It's a coronation. We, Baruch Hashem, have accomplished so much, and we have so much more to accomplish. Growth, going to the next level, sometimes, unfortunately, has a little bit of a... That person that we talk about is not that person, that being that we talk about sometimes who's not invited, who comes in and messes things up. We're appreciating right now what we have at this incredible moment. The coronation, the real coronation, the coronation that makes all the difference in the world. So with that in mind, I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody. I went to Rav Chaim Zatzal, I went to Rav Baron Leib Zatzal, and asked him, should we do this program? It was new to me. Adaf Ashur. And they both gave incredible brachas. Those of you who remember the story, Rav Baron Leib said, make sure that you make good siyumim. The man who never washed for 70 years and never ate a piece of cake for 70 years, said, make sure you make good siyumim and come up with excuses because it's going to take you a long time to finish a mesechta. Come up with excuses to make good siyumim. He was concerned that the Jews in Chicago should eat well. We're eating pretty well tonight. I don't know what Rabbi Leib would have eaten had he been here, but we're eating pretty well, Baruch Hashem. I remember his bracha together with Rabbi Chaim. That's all for both of them. So right now, Rabbi Shalom Garfinkel and Rezi Semmel are going to come up. Rezi has been here from the beginning. Rabbi Shalom has been here Kemat from the beginning. After that, the Kaddish is going to be said by Rabbi David Siegel, Dr. David Siegel, who's been here from the beginning. And the beginning of Yavomis is going to be by Colin Friedman. If you need simultaneous translation from South African, we will be offering it. But he is going to uh, 
start Mesechus Yevomis. Um, it's uh, incredibly emotional. Our president said that this is a see him slash dinner, which is 100% correct, celebrating where the shul has gone and celebrating what the shul has become. So all of us together, because everybody in this room has done it. Everybody in this room has done it. <laughs> okay, it's part of what makes you sure and you're sure. And um, I'd like to mention also Mrs. Goldman. She's our last remaining member who's been here from the beginning, who's still here. Who's still here. And um, she, her husband, who I never met, Ola Shalom, were from the original tent. We still have a few original tents left in Eretz Israel. Shout out to Kurt and his wife and to Mrs. Sandel, who would have known how many years ago what their uh, little meeting in Kurt's house has accomplished. You never know what you get involved in and you never know what you can create. Okay, I'm going to ask her Shalom and Rebezi and Dr. David and Colin to all come up and we're going to do the uh, the Siyam, the Kaddish, the Hadron, the Siyam, the Kaddish, and we're going to start Meseches Yovamas. Okay, Rabbi say, come, let's begin. <coughs> Colin, Dr. David, they're all coming. Where's Dr. David? Come, come. Go. Okay, so the Gemara is discussing uh, somebody's maktish, something uh, uh, nowadays when there's no base in maktish. So the, the halacha, Rav Amenuna, um, Rav Ada Bar Ava, Bishim Rav Halacha, Rav Bishimun, that uh, if somebody's maktish, uh, um, Bikurim nowadays, then it does not take effect. It won't. It won't, you won't be hal. Uh, it's. It's. It, it does nothing to it. But if he if he's makdish shkalim, then it it will take effect, and he just throws it into the yam amelach. Without the rubs rishus, I want to say that in addition to the siyumim and all the yummy food, having rav shlita Sunday mornings, waking us up literally. Figuratively and literally, uh, has been uh, a tremendous inspiration, and I know that I'm not the uh, the only one. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. So I don't know if people know this. Rebezi reminded me when anyone in the morning comes and it's below zero, the rav has a minag hakadosh that literally he will go give a kiss on everyone's head. Thank you, as he reminded me. This. I literally look forward to when it's below zero. I'm getting in my car. I'm just like, yes, I'm going to get that kiss. It's going to be so awesome. So there's a few other goodies okay, along no the way. Permission. Go, go. Okay. I didn't have permission to start. Minon. Lo <laughs> 
Chanina bar papa, Rami bar papa, Nachman bar papa, Achoy bar papa, Abba Mari bar papa, Rachman bar papa, Rachish bar papa, Surcha bar bar papa, Ada bar papa, Daru bar papa. Arev no Adonai Lohinu, Esri Soroscha Bafinu, Ovivio Samacho Beisio, Nia Kulano, Anak, Vetetsen, Vetetsoenu, Vetetse Amecho Beisio, Kulano, Yoda Eshem, Revalome de Sorosa de Shma, Meravai Terak, Mini Mitzvosecha, Kilolam, Hili, Yihi, Libi, Samim, Bukukaka, Laman, Lo Evosh, Lam, Lo Eshkak, Bukudeha, Kivom, Kisani, Baruch Ata, Adonai, Lamdeni Kukara, Amen, 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 Salabed, Modim Anaknu, Lefanecha, Adonai, Lohino, Velabosenu. She Samta Kalkenem Mishveya Besa Medrish, Velo Samta Kalkenem Yoshre Kronos, Shano Mashkim Vahem Mashkim, Anu Mashkim the Divre Sora Vahem Mashkim the Divarim Betalim, Anu Amelim Vahem Amelim, Anu Amelim Mukabun Schar, Vahem Amelim Vahem Mukabun Schar, Anu Ratsim Vahem Ratsim, Anu Ratsim Mikhail Abam, Vahem Ratsim the Vershakash Nemar, Veata Elohim Toridem the Vershakas, and Jedamim Mirma, Lo Yachatsu Mehem, Vani Eftah Bach, Yuratzon, Milafonecha, Adenoi Elohai, Kashem Azartani, the Sayem, Shazartanu, the Sayem, Mesechas, Shkalim, Userimoed, Kenta Azrenu, Lahaschil, Mesechtos, Usraim, Achim, the Saimon, Lilmo, Lamet, Lishmor, Lassos, Ukayim, Es Kold, Divri, Samotosecha, Beavo, Uschus, Konotanoim, Vamoroim, Vesamade, Kakomim, Yamud, Lanu, Ulazarenu, Shalot, Samush, Atora, Mipinu, Umipi, Zarenu, Vezera, Zarenu, Ad Olam. It is Kayem B, Behis Lacha, Tanchem Osach, Beshavacha, Tishmor Olecha, Akitosa, Ki Sisi Kecha, Kivi Yerbu Yamecha, Vayosifu Lachash Noschaim, Orkamim Bimina, Busmalot, Oshaver Kavod, Adonai Oz the Moyitain, Adonai Yavarek, Esamova Shalom. Now, his Ganash, Merabo, Yamadi, who are still as Ishadosa, Uliahaya, Mesaya, Lasakaya, Somahayoma. Vise <laughs>
Okay. Good, 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 you'll say. Okay, Rabbi Say. We're going to be starting the Sechich of Amis right now. We started it this morning. But part of the CM is to start the next Mesechta. Here we go. Go. Do you want to see this first? Yeah, I'm going to go. Go. Yeah. Go. 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 I remember Rabbi Cohen at the time saying that this was something that would take 50 years to learn. It's a 50-year cycle. I've never done anything that has lasted 50 years, nowhere near. So it, sound, it sounded far too long for me. However, I joined, and I joined the very first week. I enjoyed it so much that I came back the following week. As time went on, I joined a group with, in the beginning with Rabbi Milinchek, and then later with Rabbi Baron. And as we went, we prepared from Monday to Friday with the shir, with the objective that we'd do the blat, and then on Sunday morning, we'd redo the whole blat with Rabbi Cohen, at least having some insight onto what's going on, about what, the, uh, about what, what was going on in the blat. This has been going on for the last 14 years, and, I, it's been, and we're still doing it to this very day. I don't see this as a 50-year cycle at all, but rather a day-by-day, week-by-week, month-by-month, mesechte-by-mesechte. That's the only way to see it. Never see it as a 50-year project. It's a day-by-day, event-by-event, line-by-line, and that's how we do it. Each and every mesechte that we have learned has relevance. For example, when we learn mesechte Pesachim, that year, Pesach was, was a very special event. We, I could feel the, the, the Pesach. I could feel the events. I could feel everything about Pesach. When we learned Yoma, I could feel the, the events of how, how, how Yom Kippur went. It, it's, it, was, it, was, it, it feels so special to learn the Masechda and then go through the events of that, of that Yontav. I would like to thank all the Rabbeim who have helped us in giving the Shurim over all these many years. I would like to make a special thank you to my wife, for letting me go each and every day to learn, and for covering the home base. I'm sure this is much harder, covering home and raising the kids and getting them ready for, for school than it is learning. Thank you so much. We started Nashim today with Yavamas. This is a very, very difficult Gemara. Not just because it's so difficult to picture in one's mind, all the difficult relations, different relationships, but also because it focuses about a man who dies without having a child and the process of yimum and chalitza and when you do which one. This is gut-wrenching. It's a really difficult, difficult topic to go through. We should never know such an Yisroim or challenge. Rabbi Cohen told us that in all the years that he has been in Chicago, he has known two cases of chalitza, and yet the Gomorrah is over 120 duff on this, on this difficult topic. As in the case of Moed, we try to do what we have learned. Regarding your vomus, we learn, we need to learn the Ratzon of Hashem. So we learn it and hope that it stays in the study halls as theory, and we, we should never know or need to apply it. No man should ever die without having children. A quick story, a personal story. My future sister-in-law at the time, who was married for only a very short time, 
Her husband was killed in a motor car uh, bike accident and had no children, so she had to do chalitza. This was emotionally devastating and draining for the family, and it took her many, many years to recover and then later to remarry. Baruch Hashem, today she has children and grandchildren. There's a silver lining to the story. I went to the Shiva house. It was there that I was introduced to a very wonderful and beautiful young lady. We, we were married sometime later, and Baruch Hashem, we've been blessed with children and grandchildren. I'm perhaps the only person in the world who can say that I met my wife at a Shiva house. <laughs> One would have thought that we would have started learning Nashim with our losses of getting married. Mm-hmm. However, Chazal chose Yovamas assuming that we already know so much about Nashim. I invite everyone to come and join us to find out why Chazal started with Yovamas. <coughs> learning Moed has in many ways been the highlight of my day. And I look forward to learning Nashim with the same enthusiasm. I invite each and one of you to join us. It starts one day at a time. Rabbi, Rabbi Kohn has asked me to read the first few lines of the Mishnah. So here we go. Please join. Please join. Chameis Israel Nashim. First wrote Tzorosechim. Tzorosechim. Min ha-chalitza. Okay, 15 women are exempt, uh, exempt their co-wives and their, and their, and their co-wives, co-wives from Chalitza and from Yibum. Adsof Ha'olam, until the end of the world. And these are them. I'm not going to read all 15 of them. It'll take too long and it's a very, very complicated issue. Please come join us and you'll find out exactly who they are. <laughs> May Hashem bless us with the ability to learn Nashim and all of Shas. Mazel Simcha and Brocha to all of us. Okay, beautiful. With a special highlight. Rabbi Leff has been inspiring Gidden for decades. He's been inspiring them here and in Eretz Yisrael as well. It's a COVID Godol Ad Ma'oid, thanking his Rebetzin for allowing him to speak. I, I don't know how many times he spoke and I don't know how many people he spoke in front of, but he's been going nonstop. And I don't know if this is his last stop or not, but I don't even know if it's his last stop tonight. But it's a stop that we appreciate very much. It's a COVID Godol to be able to hear Divrei from Rabbi Leff Shlita. First of all, uh, mazel tov to all of you. And uh, I wanted to uh, explain what the simcha of a siyum is. Eating, celebrating, dancing. You should know what, what you're celebrating. The Gemara says that we learn from Shlomo HaMelech, who made a tremendous simcha when he finished building the first base Amikdash, Mikan Shaosim Simcha the Gemara Shel Torah. When you finish a uh, 
a portion of Torah, you make a simcha. You finish Hamisha Chumshe Torah and Simcha's Torah, make a tremendous simcha. Finish learning a Masechta, surely a whole Seder of Moed, it's a, uh, a reason to celebrate. Simply because you finished. Chazal say that finishing is a very important thing. I call Hole Chachar Hagmar. Everything goes on how you finish. The Pasuk says, Tov Achris Dover Mereshiso. The end of something is greater than the beginning. So, all of this, we see that finishing is great, even more than that. Chazal say that if someone starts a mitzvah and doesn't complete it, and someone else comes and completes the mitzvah, the one who gets the credit for the mitzvah is the one who finishes it. So from all of that we see that finishing is a very important idea when it comes to Torah. Yet we find just the opposite. The mission says in Pirkei Avos, Lo alecha hamalach aligmor. You don't have to finish anything. So if you don't have to finish, what's so special about finishing? Even more than that, we just said in the Hadron that we compare ourselves to people who idle their time away. We say, She'onu mashkimin the mashkimin. We get up and they get up. Onu mashkimin le'divrei Torah, we get up to learn Torah. And they get up for idle nothings. We work and they work. We toil and they toil. We work and we get rewarded for it. And they work and don't get rewarded. Says the Chafetz Chaim, that's not true. Nobody works and get, doesn't get rewarded. Depends what the reward is. Nobody works for nothing. What it should have said is, we work and we get eternal spiritual reward. And they work and they get temporal material reward. But hey, my meal in the Enom and Kablim They work and don't get reward. It's not true. Says the Chafetz Chaim, what it means is the following. If someone gives lumber to a carpenter, and tells him, I want you to make me a table. I'll pick it up in a month and I'll pay you at the time. A month later, he comes to pick up the table and there's no table. The lumber is there exactly as he left it. And the carpenter gives him a bill for $500. He says, what am I paying for? He said, you have no idea how much work I put into your wood. Every day I slept it up 10, 10 flights of stairs and slept it down 10 flights of stairs. I put nails in it and extracted them to get practice. So I put in a month's worth of work into your lumber. I'd like to be paid. You won't pay him a penny. Why? Because in the material world, you pay for results. If he'll make you a table, you pay him commensurate to the amount of work he put in. But if he doesn't accomplish anything, then you don't pay him at all. says the Chofetz Chaim. We work, we get rewarded not for finishing. We get rewarded not for producing results. You can come to a shear. I have balabatim like that. 
every day and not understand a word of what's going on. And you'll get rewarded for sitting there for 45 minutes, an hour, get rewarded for learning Torah. You don't have to accomplish anything. So if that's the case, then what are you celebrating finishing Seder Moe? You don't have to finish at all. Get rewarded for the effort. So what is the simcha of a seal? There's a Gemara in Baba Basra. Someday you'll finish Seder Noshim. You should invite me back also. And then you'll start Seder Nazikin. When you'll get to Baba Basra, the Gemara says like this. When a person sells a field and he wants to write a document to document the sale of the field, so he has to, in the document, which means he has to outline the borders of the field and identify the borders of the fields. You know what kind of field you're selling. What are the borders of that field? The word lesayim doesn't mean to finish. The word lesayim means to identify an outline. Somebody buys a, a jigsaw puzzle, one of these 500-piece jigsaw puzzles. And it usually comes in a box with the picture of what the puzzle is on the cover of the box. If you go to a yard sale, and they have every single piece of the puzzle, but in a Ziploc bag, they lost the box. They have no idea what the puzzle is supposed to look like, but they know that every piece is there. So you start to put it together. This looks like green on the bottom. This looks like blue for the sky. Little by little, you piece the pieces together. When will you appreciate and know what every single piece is when you finish and put that last piece in and you see the whole picture. When you see the whole picture, that tells you the real meaning of every single piece of the puzzle. That's a seal. You started learning Moed, so you have an idea of something maybe about Shabbos, Erevim, Sochim in the beginning. You know when you really appreciate that whole Masechta when you finish it. And then you can look back and see the value of every single thing that you learned in light of the whole. It makes a tremendous difference in seeing it piecemeal. You can understand all of the Moadim when you finish that last piece of, uh, you finish a Shkali. That put in the last piece of Seder Moed. Now you can appreciate everything you learned until then in a different light because you see it as part of the entire, the entire picture. And that's why it makes sense. You learned so many, so many days and so many hours. And for that, you didn't make a big meal. And now for two lines in the end, you make a big meal. Does that make any sense? The answer is when you learned those last two lines, you relearned everything you learned in all those years and see it in a different light. So it's not two lines. You're relearning everything in those two lines. So you're making a big simcha for that relearning of everything. And that's why a mitzvah is called on the, the name of the one who finishes it. Because normally we think somebody starts a mitzvah and he abandons it, so he's punished. He doesn't get reward for it. Only the person who finishes it. But that's not the case. We learn this from Moshe Rabbeinu. When everybody 
was going to get gold and silver. Before they left Mitzrayim, and Moshe Rabbeinu went to get the bones of Yosef. And he put tremendous Mesiris Nefesh. He carried those bones with him for 40 years in the desert and took care of them. And he would have loved to bury Yosef in Shem. But he couldn't because he died. It wasn't his fault. And finally, in the end, Bnei Yisrael took over and they buried Yosef in Shem. And the Pasuk says, Yes, Asmos Yosef, Asher Helu Bnei Yisrael mi Mitzrayim. They get the credit. The reason is, in order to get credit for a mitzvah, there's possibly two, day, two ways today. One is to give a lot of money. That's one way you can get credit. But that's not the real credit for a mitzvah. The real credit for a mitzvah is that you bond with that mitzvah and the mitzvah becomes part of you. And then your name is on that mitzvah. It's part of you. The only way a person can bond with the mitzvah if he sees the whole mitzvah, if he sees the whole picture. Because if you don't see the whole picture, you don't get a, a real quality vision of what that mitzvah is, even Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu only saw a portion of the mitzvah. He didn't see the completion. It, he couldn't bond with that mitzvah. It couldn't be called on his name. Cloud Yisrael finished it. They saw Moshe's part. And they saw their part. They could bond with that mitzvah that's called on their name. That's what it means. So when you finish, you're not celebrating finishing. You don't have to finish anything. But there's a side benefit of seeing the entire topic, the entire issue, the entire sugya, the entire mesechta, the entire seder moed. Because now it reveals to you every single detail you learned is different because you see it as part of the entire picture. And that's what it says in Koheles. Sof dovor hakol nishma. In the end of something, you see everything, not only that piece. The Vilna Gaon says uh, something very interesting about the word siyum. Every letter in the olive days has an open part, the part you see, the Aleph, the Beige, the Gimel. But when you spell it out, there are more letters in the name of the letter. Aleph has two extra letters in it, Lamed and Fe. Aleph, Lamed, Fe spells Aleph. Beige has two extra letters in it, Beige, Yud, Tav. Gimel, Gimel, Yud, Mem, Lamed. The Nigle, the open part of the letter, is what you see. The hidden part is the part that you don't see but makes the name of the letter. So the word siyum is very significant because the hidden part and the open part are exactly the same. Samach. What do you see? A samach. Samach in gematria, the numerical value of a samach is 60. What's the hidden part? Mem chaf. Mem is 40, chaf is 20, is also 60. So the hidden part and the open part are the same. Yud. Yud is 10. How do you spell Yud? Yud, Vav, Dalit. Vav is 6, Dalit is 4, is 10. So the open part and the hidden part are the same. Vav is Vav, Vav. Mem is Mem, Mem. The open part and the hidden part are the same. What does that mean? 
So simply what we're saying is that the open part of the scene was those last few lines that you learned. The hidden part is all that you learned before that takes on new meaning now that you put that glass piece in. So the open part and the hidden part are the same. But I have a different idea of the open part and the hidden part. The open part of this seum are the men came every morning and uh, broke their heads over learning a piece of Gemara. The hidden part are the women who pushed them out of bed, made sure they came here to the shear, permitted them not to be home when they were sending their children to school, permitting them to sit and learn in the morning and inconveniencing themselves. They're the hidden part. But the open part and the hidden part are exactly even. The same simcha and the same schar that the men get for sitting and learning is the same exact simcha and the same exact schar, perhaps even more, that the women get. The men at least got that enjoyment of sitting and learning. The women had all the inconvenience and didn't have that enjoyment. So their schar is even extra, more, than what the men had. Because without them, these men wouldn't be celebrating that seal. So the women are the hidden part, the men are the open part, and both of them are at least, at least equal. You know, you spent 14 years, they tell me, learning this. There's two other places where we find 14 years. Yaakov Avinu spent 14 years without sleeping in base Aver, sitting and learning. And it took 14 years to conquer and settle and divide up Eretz Yisrael. I think that's very significant. You put in 14 years, similar to Yaakov Avinu, who put in 14 years of Limud HaTorah. And that's because, you know, it says that when Mashiach comes, all the Bote Medrashos and Bote Knesios and Chutzla Aretz will be transformed and transferred to Eretz Yisrael. And uh, I'm very happy that you finished your building campaign because when this building moves to Eretz Yisrael, right next to Moshav Matityo, so I have a place that this place will fit into, Rabbi Kohn will come with it. He'll be able to do what he does here in Moshav Matityo. Right now when I come here, I feel very guilty. This is a rub. And look at myself in the mirror. I said, what are you? What, what compared to what's going on over here is all the learning. Right? I'm not even in Matityo. I'm in Chicago, right? So uh, he makes me feel very, very guilty. Baruch Hashem, I have a very close connection with his family, especially with his wife's family for many, many, many years. And Baruch Hashem, I've got to know Rabbi Kohn very well. And again, he makes me feel very guilty. But I'm always looking forward to the fact that one day, this whole building that you spend so much time building is going to come to an area I've measured already. It fits perfectly. <laughs> Rabbi Kohn will come. I will introduce him as my assistant. He will give all the shiurim, and I'll be able to spend time in Chicago. <laughs> so we invite you all 
by the time Emir Sashem and way before that, that you finish Seder Nashim, you'll be doing it for those 14 years of Kibush Vechiluk in Eretz Yisrael, the Diaskoel Tzedek, and Heir of your name. Amen. Amen.